Well, good morning, church. My name is Brad Quillen, and I just want to take this moment to say thank you to Greg and Amanda for inviting me back as uh, we start a new series this morning called Living Psalms. And so this morning, uh, I just want to remind you about a couple things as we get started that we'll be doing communion as a part of this message. So if you need to, at some point in this message, pause it, maybe after I pray, that you can run and grab those supplies, and we'll end our time together here this morning with communion. Uh, but again, thanks for letting me be here, and uh, my name is Brad. I'm the chaplain and uh, um, director of education at Jessica's House, and I think you've heard about Jessica's House. We've got that building going up behind the church property here as I stand. I can kind of hear some of the work going on with tractors and some of the pounding going on as that house goes up, and so just thrilled to be here with you guys this morning. As we start this new series on living psalms, uh, Greg has given a little bit of direction that I want to share with you here in a minute uh, about this series. But before we do that, I know as Amanda's walking through her chemo treatment that I just want to stop and pray for Amanda and for Greg and uh, just want to give you a chance as well as a church uh, as I'm just going to be silent here for oh about 30 seconds or so for us as a church body, as a body of believers on Sunday morning or whenever you might catch this video that we might just stop in this moment as we join together and just pray for her and for Greg. So let's do that now. Would you join me? God, uh, thank you first and foremost just for today. That uh, today is a day where we can open your word, the Psalms, and just look at what David and others have penned. And so this morning, or at this time, God, would you just give us your words? Use me as a vessel, Father, just to share what it is you might have. May it be nothing of me, but all of you. May your words speak. May you, in your spirit, guide, convict, and lead your people. And Father, for Amanda, that uh, is, she's walking through chemo treatment, and tomorrow, on Monday, she uh, has another round. God, would you um, use that to heal, restore, and renew her body? For Greg and the kids, God, would you give them peace, comfort, patience, rest? We pray that for Amanda, too, God. God, you're good. You're good in these hard situations. And you're good in the good situations. So we say thank you for that. And now as we open your word, God, be with us, guide us, lead us, and teach us. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. So this morning we start a new series on living psalms. And Greg uh, sent a note to us that are helping teach over the next few weeks. And I just wanted to read his words to you as, as uh, one of your pastors and some of the things that he said to us. I just want to read a part of uh, his email. One of the greatest gifts that we, we offer the world as followers of Jesus is authenticity. Being real about what our lives are really like and being real about how God meets us where we are. The Psalms do exactly that. They are songs and poems written by real people, bearing the depth of their soul before God. The word psalm actually means praise. For when we learn that God is good and is bigger than our circumstances, 
praise naturally pours from our lips. It is our prayer and hope that as we study these ancient writings, you will see how God is working in real ways in your actual life. I just thought that was a great way to start uh, this series and Greg's words. And as I've read them over and over a few times in reading the text, it just continues to remind me uh, as David pens, what we're going to look at this morning in Psalm 19 is where we're going to be, pens a number of things for us to ask ourselves, I believe, a number of things for us to remind us about in our walks with Jesus. And there's just some points that I want to point out this morning that, that just kind of struck me, that just kind of made me stop and ask myself a few questions from Psalm 19. But I'm fascinated by the Psalms as a collective whole, all 150 of them, that they are, there's like a heart language in there. It's like David and others just having those conversations with God that are, that are, that are un, um, unfiltered. It's just that honest conversation of God this, God that, I'm, I'm sorry for, would you help? And then we see the tenderness and the guiding words of our Lord and Savior. There are some of them that are cries from the heart, but they're all beautifully authentic. And I appreciate those words. I think it's something that we're missing in our culture today. And when Greg highlighted the word authentic in his note to us, I just stopped and thought, that's what we need more. And I think the Psalms are a good place to see some of that. Psalms 19 is where we're at this morning, and I'm going to read all of it. I think we need to read Scripture more in our world uh, and hear it read out loud more. It wouldn't be a bad thing, uh, has been my conviction the past number of months. So I'm going to read all of Psalms 19. It's on the screen. I'd love it if you grabbed your Bible uh, and had that with you. Uh, I'm reading from the NIV today, and so let me start with Psalm 19, verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes into all the earth. Their words <clears throat> to the ends of the world. In the heavens God has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber. Like a champion rejoicing to his to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived from its warmth. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, much more than pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servants are is warned. In keeping them there is great reward. But who can discern their own heirs? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgressions. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Lord, my rock 
my Redeemer. Psalms 19. This morning I kind of want to look at two parts of Psalm 19. And the first part of that is verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. I just happened to be at my dad's house this last weekend in Gardnerville, Nevada, Menden, Nevada area. And if some of you are familiar with that, you know it's on the other side, the Nevada side of Lake Tahoe. Uh, if you're at Lake Tahoe, on to the east of that, if you go over the mountain, is the Carson Valley. And my dad lives downside, down inside that Carson Valley, towards the south end. I was mesmerized as I once again, after probably a hundred times as a kid and as a teenager and a young adult and now with a family of my own, driving over Highway 88, I am mesmerized by the beauty of God's hand all throughout that drive. I was reminded as I knew I was coming today to teach about this, that the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. That as we would turn the corner in certain parts of the road and come out of this wooded forest and you would just see the blue sky and the puffy white clouds, that there was the work and the handiness of God in front of me. Having read Psalms 19 verse 1 a number of times, I just couldn't forget or couldn't stop the thought of every time I turn a corner or I drive 20 miles further, I still see the handiness of God by what he created in the skies. Everywhere we turn, whether that was me in Nevada this last weekend or whether I'm here in Turlock or whether the other countries I've been to in Mexico or Canada or Israel, that the handiwork of God is declared by what he's done in the skies. It's almost that we can't outrun it, right? That it's always there. It was interesting, my wife had no idea that I was going to be spending some moments on this verse this, this morning with you, but as, as we were there over the weekend at my dad's house in Nevada, on Saturday night we were over at my uh, sister's and we were watching the sunset through her backyard, uh, through the trees, you can see the mountain range of the Sierra Nevada, and we were watching a few times here and there, looking at it and glancing, and then we went around to the front of the house at my sister's to where it opens up to the whole mountain range, and my wife took this picture. And it's, it's, it's kind of a desert feel out there at my dad's place in the Carson Valley. And this is just on the other side of their pasture. And you can just see the mountain range of the Sierra, but yet the glow and the beauty of the colors and the sky in which God's handiwork, God's craftsmanship, and the glory of God is proclaimed. And I know I'm belaboring this a bit, but it's, it's, it, it, it's never gets old. It's always a constant reminder that as the sun comes up, God is there and trustworthy. As the sun goes down, God is there and trustworthy. It's a constant reminder, and sometimes I need those reminders as we sit in day 191 of this pandemic, as we uh, kind of shut down the state on, on March 18th, and our kids have been home from school and all those pieces, that me and my wife joked this morning, not that we're keeping track, but I looked it up this morning, it's 191 days that We've had our kids at home and not going to school and those kind of things and, and doing distance learning and working from home that I need to be reminded of that. Even 191 days into this, that as I turned the corner last weekend, that I don't lose sight of God's goodness and God's mercy in the skies are a way in which I was reminded of that this weekend. I also was reminded that... Um, 
So I drove home in the afternoon on Sunday that God's not done. God's not done. And I've lived my life on a verse on Philippians 1.6 that being confident in this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And I was just reminded of that, that the sky is always there. The fingerprints of God are always there. And I got to remember that his fingerprints are everywhere. And Sunday I was reminded that he's not done in this chapter of a pandemic, of uh, educating your kids at home, of working from home, of the political season we're in, that he's not done. And I was just reminded as the sun comes up and as the sun sets, God is still in control. And it was simply from Psalms 19, verse 1, that I just reminded myself that as I see the sun, even as I turn the corner headed home, down out of the Sierra Nevada, that God's still in control. That his handiwork reminded me of that. His fingerprints are everywhere. I'm also reminded as I read uh, verse 1 of Romans 1, verse 20, which says, For since the creation of the world's God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that no people are without excuse. And I just want you to focus on a couple things. His invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, His eternal power, it's not over. It's not done. He hasn't left. He's still present. He's still walking with us through these days. That being confident in this, that he who began a good work will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. That we're still a work in progress. He's not done. As uh, we drove through the um, Carson Pass area, there was a uh, a, a site off with just different colors that my wife and I saw. And I, I jumped on Google to try and find a similar area. And the, the, they called the Carson Meadow right there. Um, and this was similar. But I just was reminded, even the colors, as the colors start to turn, the, the beauty in which God created seasons to happen, that though this has felt like an extremely long season in this pandemic, and with other things that have gone on, whether it's schooling or work transitions or health issues, That those are seasons. And God's in control of the seasons too. Anytime I think of creation and what God's created, I can't help but think of Genesis chapter 1 and 2 as all got started. And how God lays that out, how he built and created the earth, the universe. Genesis 1.31 God saw all that he had made. And it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning on the sixth day. Just for a second. And God saw all that he made. And it was very good. I have to remind myself from time to time uh, that there are uh, times in my life where I'm kind of frustrated with the decision I've made or... Um, kind of stressed about a relationship or a work relationship or a work issue or a health issue. And I got to remember, even in those moments, that God still cares and sees me as loving. That he loves me regardless of all that. I think sometimes we beat ourselves up and think, oh, I'm not that good or I'm not 
worthy of God's love or this or that, whatever it might be for you. But I just want to remind you that God saw what he had made and it was very good. Even in those hard moments, those frustrating moments where I'm disappointed in myself. There's been some places in my life over the last years, or majority of my life, uh, more years than, than not, that have been beautiful places where I've just sat in God's creation in the midst of his fingerprints. And some of those places are uh, Mount Hermon Christian Camps, Mission Springs. Even I remember a time at the Garden of the Gods. I was in Colorado for a couple weeks at a conference, and every afternoon we'd have a couple hours off. And many of those afternoons, I went to the Garden of the Gods and just sat in the beauty of God's creation. And the fingerprints of God are all around there. If you've ever been there, uh, the rock formations, the uh, rocky mountains that are behind that. Uh, and one night I got to sit up there in the evening and watch a thunderstorm roll through. It's amazing what God has put together. And yet in the midst of all that he has created and all that he designed and all that he built... He still loves you and I. In the midst of all that we see out there in that expansive universe and the sky that we look at and the stars and everything that goes beyond that, He still loves you and I. And He's still concerned about where you and I are at, that we might grow closer to Him, that we might grow closer to one another and live lives of authenticity. And it's been in some of those moments where I've been at Mount Hermon or Mission Springs and sat with friends and just had honest, frank conversations about my life. That I've seen God do more. And I've seen God help me repent of things and forgive others of things. Mount Hermon to our family has been a treasure like many uh, other camps and Mission Springs and Camp Hammer and just some of the neat places, Hume Lake, have been treasures for many. But as I think back to why, it's because in so many of those times that those moments have happened, those great moments in my, my walk with Jesus or walk with other friends or, or family members, the conversations we've had have been authentic and real and modeled much of what we see in the Psalms. Those heartfelt conversations. And I think our world is dying for relationships that are honest and open and authentic. And as Greg put in his note to all of us, I think it's right on that the church has that to offer. May you and I be people that are more authentic and honest and real. Because of what we see in the psalm. Because of what we get to see in the next few weeks of this series. The second passage I want to just stop and just take a couple moments on that will lead us to communion is Psalms 19, 7 through 10. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm. All of them are righteous. 
They are more precious than gold, much more than pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. So I read that a number of times over the last couple of weeks. I just kept coming back to ask myself this question. Do you need refreshment to my soul? Do I need a refreshing, a refreshed soul, refreshment to my soul, a refreshing? And yeah, I do. Do I need something that's trustworthy? Do I need joy in my heart? Do I need, do I need light to my eyes and to where I'm walking? Do I need something that's pure, enduring forever? More precious than gold? That's sweeter than honey? I just sat there for some moments and I just sat there with those seven statements and thought, do I need this? Would this be nice in the world and the time in which we live? And I just kept coming back to the answer of, yeah. Yeah, it would. And then I realized... It's right here. Those seven things are right here. There's uh, four of us. Four guys. Myself, Jeff, Matt, and Dave that all went to college together. Simpson University in Redding, California. And uh, we've stayed connected over the years. And probably the last year, we've gotten even more connected. And with the COVID thing and with the pandemic we've started to uh, send video messages between the four of us and just talk about life and uh, raising kids and work and COVID and just the, the times in which we live. And it's just kind of a place for us to have honest conversation, ask questions to one another, be praying for one another about family situations and all those things. A couple weeks ago, one of the guys in there just said, hey, I'm going to be real honest with you guys. Um, I, I need you to hold me accountable for for time in God's word. And on his video, he was just really open and honest and blunt about, I'm not reading the word. I'm not studying the word. Heck, I couldn't even tell you the last time I read the word is basically what he was saying. And so the other three of us said, absolutely, let's do it. And so we just said to each other, every day, we're going to check in the start of the day and at the end of the day. Sometimes it's by video, sometimes it's by text, but we're just going to check in with the four of us and just say, hey, are you or have you been in the word? And so we have just set out that a psalm a day, and that's our starting point for this group of guys and some other the guys in there. Read more, some don't read, you know, read other books a part of it. But we just have come to a place where we need to spur one another along. Because we need refreshing to the soul. We need the trustworthiness of the word. We need joy in the heart. We need light to the eyes as we guide kids that we have. We need pure and enduring forever truth. We need that which is more precious than gold and sweeter than honey in our lives. And we realized it's, it's been given to us. And the Psalms might be a great place for you to start. For us as a group of guys, it was, the, it was Proverbs because there's 31 Proverbs. It's a proverb a day, you know, it keeps the doctor away kind of thing. So we've just committed to each other that that's what we're going to do. Because we need, again, that refreshment to the soul, the joy to the heart. And God's given it to us here. I realized as we were talking as guys, 
that there's a lot that's out there that um, is just hard to hear, um, pitting us against each other. And I wondered, as we were talking just as friends, the things that have brought us closer together, the four of us from college that keep talking, is just open dialogue and authentic friendship. And we've grown in different ways and hearing different viewpoints. But it comes back to the fact that we love one another because he's my brother in Christ. He's a creation of God. And I love them no matter what. And it's helped us to build that authentic relationship. And this morning, as we think about communion, I just think it's fitting that we remember that we start first and foremost with God and the forgiveness that he offers and that we get right with him. And so this morning I just wanted to share a common communion passage that is in uh, Matthew, Matthew 26. And that passage reads as this, While they were eating, Jesus took bread And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. Then he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Two things I want to highlight in this passage. He took the cup and he'd given thanks. The second thing is, it's for the forgiveness of sins. And as we come to communion this morning, I just wanted to take a couple moments that we might use that as kind of our focal point with communion that leads us to remembering uh, the juice, the blood, and the broken body. That I wanted to just give you a few moments to ask yourself these two questions or statements God, I need to thank you for. And then on the backside of that, as we follow Matthew's words, God, forgive me for. That we might just take a couple moments this morning and follow Matthew's words from from chapter 26. That we might stop and thank God for. And then we might say, God, forgive me for, as we partake of communion this morning. So as a family, pause the video or by yourself if you want to pause the video and just take a couple moments to uh, ask yourself those questions. What do I need to thank God for? And then what do I need to ask forgiveness for? So go ahead. Take communion. Father, thank you for this day that you've created and that you've given us. May we be a people of authenticity, a people of gratitude, and a people of forgiveness. May we live that with you, the others around us. May we love them as you love them. Father, help us dive into your word to find refreshment for our soul, trustworthiness, that we may seek you more. 
through the words that you've given us. In Christ's name.